0: Now, as we prepare to hear our scripture reading, to hear God's word, I invite you to join me in a moment of silence. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphagi at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and they will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them and sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking who is this? Who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for you, the people of God. May God bless this reading and our understanding. As a young boy, Palm Sunday was my favorite Sunday of the year. My father was a pastor, and I was required to go to church. In addition to that, I was expected to sit still and be quiet. Every Sunday before entering the sanctuary, my mother would take my hand, look me in the eye, and say, Vern, I expect you to sit still and be quiet, or else. And or else was never very pleasant. But Palm Sunday was different. On Palm Sunday, you didn't have to sit still and you didn't have to be quiet. Instead, my father asked everyone to wave their palms enthusiastically and to shout Hosanna as loud as they could. Well, we kids, having been stifled on all the other Sundays of the year, we would explode. We shout Hosanna, Hosanna at the top of our lungs, over and over. Hosanna, Hosanna! I still got a kick out of that. Hosanna. If there's one word that goes with Palm Sunday, that's it. Hosanna. Its meaning comes from the contraction of two Hebrew terms. yah meaning to save or deliver, and gnaw, meaning to beseech or pray. A good translation is, we beseech you to deliver us, or just save us, save us. On the first Palm Sunday, as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of that donkey. When people called out, Hosanna, they were calling out, save us, save us. In Jesus' time, what people wanted to be saved from was the Romans. They wanted deliverance from an occupying army. Deliverance from the oppression and misery of being ruled by a foreign power. This morning, the question for us is, what do we want to be saved from? What do we want, or better, what do we need to be saved from today? we're not being ruled by a foreign country, but with the coronavirus, it certainly feels like we're being occupied by a foreign power. The coronavirus rules our lives, our country, and our world in ways that a military power never could. On this Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday 2020, there's no question we would like to be saved from COVID-19. Our scripture reading invites us to cry out like the people on the first Palm Sunday. It invites us to cry out, save us, just like them. It invites us to be open and honest and vulnerable with one another and with God. As we say our hosannas, whether shouting or silently, we're invited to speak, to cry out from our souls invited to name what we need God to save us from. Today, our most basic cry is save us from this pandemic. Save us from this pandemic. For each one of us, that has various meanings. Save us from fear from anxiety, from depression. Save us from the loss of our jobs, from debt. Save us from the stress of sheltering in place, from isolation and loneliness and endless boredom. Save us, save us, O God, from going down the dark holes of worst-case scenarios. And beyond the coronavirus, there are also many other things that we would ask God to save us from. Save me from cancer. Save me from strife in my family. Save my child from being bullied in school. Save me from humiliation, from anger, from arrogance from bitterness. Save me from sleepless nights looking at the ceiling, wondering, what's the point? What is it all about? Hosanna, save us. Within the pageantry of Palm Sunday is an urgent appeal to God that comes from deep within. Our appeal comes from deep within, and it implores us to ask, does God respond? Does God do anything to save us? And if so, how? How does God save us, and what does that look like? How does God save us, and what does that look like? For me, the answer to those questions is found in Holy Week. In the journey from today, to Maundy Thursday, to Good Friday, to Easter. For the people of Jesus' time, the answer was not what they wanted. They defined, they defined salvation as freedom from the Romans. But Jesus did not gather a militia or lead an insurrection. Instead, instead he has a final meal. This is my body, broken for you, he says. This is my blood, shed for you. He's betrayed by one friend and abandoned by others. In the dark of night, he prays alone, alone in a garden, because no one will stay awake with him. He's arrested, beaten with a whip, and crucified. In Jesus, God suffers. In Jesus, God suffers. And strange as it is, that's how God saves us by entering our suffering, by sharing it. God saves us by sharing our suffering. Recently, in the New York Times, Father James Martin a Jesuit priest and author, wrote an article entitled, Where is God in a Pandemic? This is the part that speaks to me. Christians believe that God is fully divine and fully human. Yet we sometimes overlook the second part, Jesus of Nazareth was born into a world of illness. In his world, the flu, a bad cold, or an obsessed tooth could kill. Moreover, in his public ministry, Jesus continually sought out those who were sick Most of his miracles were healings from illnesses and disabilities, debilitating skin conditions, then called leprosy, epilepsy, blindness, deafness, paralysis. Martin concludes, In these frightening times, Christians may find comfort that when they pray to Jesus, they're praying to someone who understands them, not only because he's divine and knows all things, but also because he's human and has experienced all things. Stress and strain, fear and anxiety, When those emotions get the best of me, what helps me deal with them is the knowledge that God shares them with me. I meditate on that. God is going through this with me. God shares this with me. God, God is with me. I meditate on that, and then I pray it, and sooner or later, sooner or later, God gets me to a better place. The same is true for you. Your fears, your anxieties, your pain, your struggles, God has experienced them, and God shares them with you. God has experienced them, And God shares them with you. And God doesn't stop there. When we've experienced God's presence in our suffering, we then become more able to experience God's presence everywhere, more able to see all the other places where God is with us. We see that God is with us in the work of those on the front lines of the pandemic the health care workers and first responders, those who are risking their lives to save the lives of others. We see that God is with us in the countless ways that people are reaching out to each other, making phone calls, sending cards and notes, using the Internet to reach out and check in. Our Sunday school children are writing letters to our senior citizens, our deacons are reaching out and checking in with various church members, especially especially those who are most vulnerable. A little girl's birthday party had to be canceled, so her friend, with her mother's help, made a large happy birthday banner, which they taped to the side of their minivan. And then they drove by the girl's house, honking and shouting, happy birthday, happy birthday. And now that's catching on, and people are reaching out with birthday caravans, lines of cards in birthday parades. When we know that God is with us in our suffering, we also see that God is with us in all the ways that we're experiencing unity, all the ways that we're experiencing our oneness. There's nightly noise Community residents coming together on their front steps, ringing bells, sounding chimes, even banging pots and pans. Though I don't live in a high rise, I find the balcony sing-alongs all over the world especially inspiring, deeply meaningful. People responding to their stay-at-home restrictions by taking to their balconies, windows, and rooftops to sing to one another, to applaud and show gratitude to their healthcare workers, to play music and to reach out and lift up one another's spirits. May they all be one. Singing from balconies, rooftops, and windows, singing to connect, to comfort, and to encourage. Nothing could be a truer expression of our oneness. Our oneness with all of humanity and our oneness in God. God is with us in all of these ways and more. I see the coronavirus in the context of Holy Week and Easter. Today, Palm Sunday, we call out, save us. And in Jesus, riding on a donkey, God enters into the suffering of the world. On Monday, Thursday, in Jesus' betrayal, and on Good Friday in his crucifixion, God shares our suffering. And then, and then on Easter, God gives us new life. Through Jesus' resurrection, God gives us healing and health, wholeness and joy. It will be longer than a literal week, but we know, we know that Easter is coming. And with that knowledge, knowing that Easter is coming, I hope that you will embrace today. Whether shouting, whether sobbing in tears, whether in silence, in your own words and in your own way, Call out to God, Hosanna, save me, save us. And know, know that whatever you are experiencing, God experiences it with you. Know that God shares it with you and will lead you through it to easter to new life amen